when people found out that no Phil, when people found out that he had humbled himself before Almighty God, they were going, I can't believe it. He's the last person that I thought would ever surrender to God. Welcome to the Search in Your City podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Larson, and today I've got the privilege of talking to one of my good friends, Paul Hicks. Paul is our area director down in Houston, Texas, and Paul, it is just awesome to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Oh, it's my privilege, Blaine. Thanks for inviting me. Well, you're more than more than welcome, and uh, I want to start by asking you about a story that has happened in the in the ministry down there in Search Houston. So I know you've got something that you want to share with us, and I think we all want to hear it. So lay it on us, man. Great. Well, Blaine, I had the privilege of being involved in uh, in a guy's story. We're going to call him Phil today. Just. Uh, uh, to protect his uh, identity. But Phil uh, and I, uh, through uh, a series of circumstances, uh, ended up officing together. I was sharing, or, or uh, a friend of mine had offered me an office, and it was right next to Phil. And Phil was a very successful uh, insurance man. He um, he was very worldly in, in every way that you can think of. He he was um, uh, a good businessman, but he 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 played hard. He worked hard. He did it all, and and it became very obvious to me very quickly that he was uh, extremely suspicious of religion in general, and and maybe God to an extent. And so uh, I just got to know Phil. I. I loved on him, and, and he loved on me back, and, and we found some common interests that we really enjoyed talking about, mainly college football and uh, football recruiting, and and uh, any rate, so it wasn't uncommon for Phil to drop by my office uh, when I was there and sit down and, and chat for a while, and we began to build a deep friendship, uh, Blaine, that, that I really enjoyed, and uh I would say after about uh, eight or nine months of us building this relationship, um, Phil ended up getting cancer. And uh, now he was beginning to struggle and work through some things that he had never had to do before. And uh, he, he sort of knew that I loved God. Um, we didn't talk about it at all really we just uh, were working on a relationship but but phil became tender and and a bit vulnerable and i began to just open up and talk to him about about uh where he was and what happens when you die and uh what is death and and all these kinds of big questions blaine i found that people have a hard time talking about that to people who are struggling with it and so as I just made myself available to Phil, he, he seemed very grateful that we, we could just talk about it openly without a lot of uh, emotions or drama. What were some of the things that he was asking about or, or thinking about related to eternity, if you don't mind me asking? No. Um, 
Well, you know, just that, first of all, is there life after death? You know, Paul, I, I know that you kind of uh, uh, look at the Bible and, and, and know what it says. What, what does it say? He, first of all, he wanted to know if there was life after death and if you could know. And, uh, and what he had to do. You know, there was just basic questions. And so, um, still, Blaine, I took it very slow and gentle with, with Phil because he was the kind of man who, if, you, if he even sensed or, or thought that you were preaching at him at all, he was going to run. He just was not going to put up with that. He had been wounded somewhere along the way. It was obvious he didn't share that with me, but I could tell that he had had some deep wounds, and uh, I was just replacing his bad experiences with a good friendship that he really enjoyed, and I enjoyed him. That's one of those things that we do with search, isn't it? Is we we love people, we build relationships without an end in mind, or that's not the uh, reason we are friends with somebody. No, if if when you start seeing people for who they really are as as people created by God to have a uh, a relationship with Him and and a relationship amongst us, it it just becomes a real privilege to be part of their story. And uh, I, I, you know, Phil was the kind of guy that most Christians would not spend any time with because he was he he had very foul language. He was crass in many ways. Uh, he was old school. I mean, Phil was was older than, you know, he was at the sort of the end of his career. And uh, um, most Christians would not feel comfortable building a relationship with someone like that because so much of his behavior would have been offensive. But... You know, really, when you start seeing people as children of God and you're looking past that, uh, I didn't see that. I didn't get stuck there. I just, I saw a guy who was hurting, who really was a, he loved his family well. He was very fond of his children. They were successful in their own right. And um, and so that's, that's really what I saw in Phil, uh, Blaine. So... Let me fast forward, if I can, and just talk about the amazing thing. There was one morning I was having my quiet time, and in the midst of that, um, I was reading somewhere. I don't even remember the, the specific scripture, but it was dwelling on eternity, and, and, um, and then a, apart from God for eternity is just isolation and pain and misery. And I immediately thought of Phil in such a powerful way because he loved his children. I, the thought of Phil not being with his children and grandchildren for eternity, I knew was just something that would be very troubling to him, as it is to all of us, but really to someone who loves their family well like Phil did. And so I went into the office and almost on cue, Phil walks in that morning, and he sits down, and we have a little bit of a talk. And I said to him, Phil, 
you know, you and I haven't talked much about God or religion, and, and I'm not really a religious guy, but I do love God. And this morning I was was in the Bible, and I came upon a scripture that you came to my mind in a powerful way. And the scripture was talking about eternity. And Phil, when we are with God for eternity, we're, we're with all of his children who know him, who've trusted him. And I said, the thought of you not being with your family for eternity just gave me cold sweat. I know that if there's anybody who would like to be with their family for eternity, it would be you, Phil. I said, I, do you have just a moment, Phil, if you, if you have just 10 minutes, I will cut to the chase and explain to you how you can have this relationship with God. And Blaine, tears started running down this hardened man's face, and he said, I would really like that. Wow. And I just simply and as simple as I could stripped religion away from it, said, Phil, this is this is what it's all about. You have to be holy to be in God's presence and and we aren't holy. You or I aren't holy. And and that's why God came to earth, the form of a man, so that he could go to the cross and pay for my debts and yours. And when you transfer trust to him, you are made clean. So that's as, that's as simple as it is. A child can understand that, Phil. You don't have to join a church. You don't have to get in a Bible study. You don't have to do all these things. You don't even have to go to a, a pastor or a priest to do this. You just have to do business with God. Or, and Blaine, I'm just telling you that I could never have talked Phil into this. I could he he would have never been open to this had just the spirit of God not been all over him. Wow. And it was an an amazing uh confirmation to me about the things that we talk about at search all the time that that every person's uh journey is a process that for some people it's a short process for some people like Phil it takes 50 years or 60 years of for him to to find and get to this point. And the second part of our is that not only is it a process, but God is responsible for the results. God alone is the one who's doing the work. And I got to see that lived out in the most unlikely with the most unlikely person you could ever imagine. When people found out that no Phil, when people found out that he had humbled himself before Almighty God, they were going, I can't believe it. He's the last person that I thought would ever surrender to God. That's so, amazing, man. <laughs> That's just it amazing. Is, it is amazing. And, you know, but the beautiful thing is, is that what it does for me, Blaine, it gives me hope that that there's nobody out there that is beyond the love of God. Nobody. If Phil can, if, if, if God can draw Phil to himself, he can draw anybody. And so, um, 
I don't lose hope with anybody. I know that God can do it, and so I'm just patient and, and love on these guys and help them along their journey. When they're ready to take a step, I'm there to take a step with them. And that's what we do at Search. It's what a privilege. It's an incredible privilege. And, uh, man, I just want to thank you for sharing that story with me. That is – those kind of stories – they just never, they just never get old. Um, now, uh, before we wrap up the podcast here, Paul, I want to ask you to do something that I've been asking pretty much everybody to do, which is uh, just to share with us something from the scripture that is meaningful to you. Uh, in you know, re- recently, in the last week or two or or so, what's something you're knocking around? Uh, a thought, a verse, a passage that you think is worthy of sharing. Wow. Well, it's amazing that you asked me that this morning in my just daily reading. I am uh, in the book of John right now, and I'm coming up on, and I just read this morning, this very morning, I read a verse that I it is never far from me, Blaine. It's John fifteen five. Let me sort of unpack John 15, 5 a little bit. This is late in in Jesus's life. He has, uh, it's the Passover time. He's back in Jerusalem and he's already had the the supper with his, with his disciples. And he is telling them that he is not going to be with them very much longer, that he's going to send the Holy Spirit to be with them permanently and uh, that he has to go away and to prepare a place. And, of course, they're very confused by all this. Uh, it's not until after Jesus is resurrected that they start putting the pieces together. But in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine, and you are the branch. If you remain in me, and me in you, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And Blaine, that that scripture is so applicable to my story with Phil. See, some of that, some interpret that passage as meaning, you know, remain connected to God with a uh, a salvation experience. But I think it also is talking about staying connected to Him in fellowship. Because a believer can be out of fellowship with God and not experiencing any of the power that comes with being in lockstep with God. So as we continually stay humble and surrendered to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work, you'll bear much fruit. And what is the fruit? Well, the fruit is fill. It's drawing fill into an eternal relationship with God. That's the fruit that that Jesus was talking about. And I could have never done that on my own. If I had been separated from the vine and not not allowing the the life-giving spirit to flow and be part of the process that I had with Phil, the scripture says I couldn't have done anything. And And I saw that clearly. This was absolutely God's work. Nothing that I could have done in my own power would have moved Phil at all. But as I humbled myself day by day, moment by moment, just allowing 
God to be present in my life, he gave me the opportunity to be involved in Phil's story, to bear much fruit, fruit that will last. Paul, that is such a great reminder. It's a great verse, a great passage. It fits so well with the story that you told us about Phil. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you uh, not only sharing the story, but sharing that passage that is so applicable. Thank you for, for bringing it, and thanks for being my guest on the podcast. Had a ball doing it. Thanks, Brian. Well, you are welcome. We'll do it again. And I want to thank everyone for listening to the Search in Your City podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to our feed, share it with your friends. And if you've got a question, comment, thought, anything like that, you can send it on over to us in an email, podcast at searchnational.org. And until next time, thanks for listening.